There goes the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. The Houston Astros world champions. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is November the 7th, 2022. It's going to be Monday by the time you're hearing this. It's a beautiful Sunday night for me and the Astros, as you heard, are world champions. My Houston Astros, I have grown up watching them. I have suffered through the horrible years that they have had and we also won a World Series in 2017, which was slightly tarnished by accusations of cheating, which were more than likely kind of maybe accurate-ish. So it was really, really badass to have a whole new roster for the most part, a brand new manager come in and win a legit World Series, and nobody can take this away from the Astros. They finished the season with the number one record in the MLB, and they won the World Series against the Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies, don't get me wrong, they were a great team, and they earned the right to be there. I did not care much for the media bias. I understand that money runs the world, and it's an Eastern market, and pretty much all sports fans in the world wanted the Philadelphia Phillies to win. And I know that you have to go where the money is, but let me tell you something, man. The Phillies had a record that was slightly above 500. They were like 90 and 70 or something, and the Astros were like 110 and something. Okay, they had the best record in the MLB. They were the favorite to win, but yet the whole time, you got to hear, we listened to six fucking games of these announcers, and they weren't like Philadelphia's home announcers. These are supposed to be unbiased network announcers for Fox. And I had to sit here and listen to six fucking games of them gargling the balls of the Philadelphia Phillies, and it's just so annoying, and I'm so glad the Astros won because, I mean, no one was going to give them respect otherwise. And there was a time, man, when the Astros were so fucking lousy that we used to, and when I was in high school, you could go to the ticket counter at the Astrodome, and because no one went to the games, you could just walk up there and you'd be like, I'd like to go to the game, and they'd go, how many? And you could be like, uh, eight, I guess, and you'd go see a game. It'd be you and like the janitors watching, and of course the Astros always lost, but you know, you got, uh, you got your ballpark Franks, and those are always the best, as I've said before, and don't forget your peanuts, get your hot penis. Hot penis here. <laughs> World fucking champs, man. It's a real Texas-Philadelphia thing going on now. If you don't follow sports, let me tell you, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL are undefeated. They actually just beat the Houston Texans. <laughs> no fucking surprise there, but they beat the Houston Texans to take an 8-0 and record, the only team in the NFL that's undefeated. And the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, my team, are in the same division. So for you know fighting for a playoff spot or a wild card spot, it comes down, it always comes down to Philadelphia and Dallas or New York. And so you got an undefeated Philadelphia team. There's probably two more games against the Eagles sometime this season. I'm not sure. At least one, I guarantee you that. So the Astros just beat the Phillies in the World Series. The Cowboys and the Eagles are going to be vying for the same playoff spot. And it's nothing to do with hockey because the Flyers play in the Eastern Conference, Dallas plays in the West. And the likelihood of them meeting up in the Stanley Cup is really fucking slim. 
but it's been a real us against Philadelphia kind of thing here in Texas, and it's been really fucking cool, and I've loved it. So again, congratulations to the uh, to the Houston Astros. I'm just so fucking happy for you guys. So I have a YouTube channel for Fat Guy Loves Cake. I started it at exactly the same time that I started the podcast, which was November of last year. I didn't even realize that it's been one year that I've been doing this podcast. And I originally had the idea that I was just going to do uh, reviews of products because I was spending so much money during the pandemic that I had like stacks of Amazon things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to review stuff and maybe that'll catch on. That'll be cute. And haha. And so I have like this one where I actually film myself taking a shower and reviewing some soap and, you know, which is <laughs> what everyone wants to see. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I had, I made like five or six videos of me reviewing some products and then I let it alone. You know, it wasn't like a, something I really you know got into, but I went ahead, I got some new inspiration and I made the very first official fat guy loves cake YouTube video. It's called ghosts aren't real. And I posted it today. Go and check it out. It's Fat Guy Loves Cake, you know, on YouTube. And I'm going to make one video a week. And it will have nothing to do with the podcast. So it'll be all new material. So check that out. If you want to see what I look like, if you want to see how I am in person, what I (laughs) act like when I am recording, when you hear me talking on the podcast, I'll just tell you this. I do have a face made for radio. So (laughs) uh, don't get your hopes up of me being as hunky as my voice sounds. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm a knockout. So I've been selling a lot of things on eBay lately. I've made it like, uh, I have so many fucking Xbox games and I decided, okay, I'm going to sell these games. Like I've just been collecting them like fucking cards, like Pokemon cards just to have them, you know? And I was like, dude, you got to go through them and pick out which ones you're not going to play. And so I did. And I sold them all like really fucking fast, like 20 games in the span of a week. And I looked at the list price for what they go as. So if it said 20, I'd sell them for 15, sometimes even 10. And these, and I paid for shipping. And these motherfuckers lowball me every time on eBay. I get a message every day. You have a counter offer. And they take off a dollar. One fucking dollar. And I, like, I wish that I had the option to counter offer their counter offer with a fucking... <laughs> With me, with me being able to raise the price, like I, a 25, I sold the walking dead. It's listing at like $30. I listed it at 12 and this guy sent me a message and he was like, how about 11? And I was like, how about you fucking pay the 12 bucks? I'm already paying for shipping and you're not going to find that game any cheaper in brand new condition. And then somebody else bought it. And then he wrote me back all sad and he's like, oh, bro, I should have bought it when I had the chance. And I was like, yeah, you fucking should have. I mean, what are you when this in 2022? Why are you trying to get away with one dollar off of a video game? All right, it's not like you're trying to get uh, a bag of fucking chicken legs because your family's starving and you need a dollar off because you got to pay rent. If you're playing Xbox games and you have a credit card to shop on eBay with, you don't need a dollar off, you cheap piece of shit. What are you gonna do with a dollar? What's a dollar do anywhere? You gonna buy another bottle of lotion so you can whack it to Princess Peach? You fucking lowball and nerds. So irritating, man. I started off really cool. I was like, okay, don't freak out like you always do. But now I'm getting pretty aggro with my messages. I'm like, you cheap piece of shit. Just pay it or I'll sell it to someone else. And you know what? Like 30 seconds later, my phone goes chiching because that's the sound you get. Like literally when you sell something on eBay. When you have push notifications, if you sell something on eBay, it makes the cash register sound. So I'll send a message 
violently to the nerds who are trying to haggle with me. I'm like, you can buy it or you can suck me off. And then it's all cha-ching. <laughs> all right, I have a complaint real quick, and I want to complain about the stupid fucking meme that's going around the internet that's driving me nuts. It'd be one thing if I saw it a couple of times, but it keeps getting reposted over and over. And if you are on Facebook as much as I am, you have had to have seen it. It says, your rock star name is the last thing you ate and the color of your underwear. That is so fucking stupid. Okay, there's that makes no sense. It's always like uh, burrito red. No, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. It's the color of your underwear and the last thing you ate. So it's like red burrito or blue spaghetti. Like, that's not even fucking funny. Not, not funny at all. And yet it keeps getting reposted. How about like your favorite wrestling move and the last hole you stuck it in? See, I actually have this hilarious meme that I made personally like 10 years ago, okay? No bullshit. And I come across it on my Facebook the other day, so I saved it to my phone. I'm looking at it right now. And I made it. It's a, It says your villain name. So what you do is you take the first initial of your first name and the first initial of your last name, and it gives you what your villain name is. If you were a bad guy in a Batman movie or something like that, or well, if Batman made adult type situations for their bad guys, but uh, mine would be, let's see, let me look it up. Okay. J and <laughs> okay. When I made this, I just want to say for the record, I know you're all going to call bullshit. When I made this 10 years ago, I didn't set it up so that mine was some sort of, uh, like what I wanted it to be. I actually took a whole bunch of the whatever and then a really gnarly last name. And then I kind of jumbled them together and then I threw them together to match the alphabet letter. So this was random, but mine comes out to the brutal ass pounder. <laughs> the brutal ass pounder. Uh, let's see. Lafayette from nerds talking to podcast. I won't say your last name, but I know what it is. You're, you are the vile nutsack. <laughs> That's right, the vile nutsack, and your brother is the big nutsack, since you both have the same last name. So, uh, if you'd like to find out what your villain name is, if you want me to say it, send me an email at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com and tell me the initials of your first and last name. I won't say your last name on the air. On the next episode, I'll let you all know what your villain name is. And believe me, there's some good ones here. I can just randomly mix them together. Look, you got uh, Professor Cock Goblin, the Unstoppable Rim Job, the Dark, <laughs> the, the Poison Cum Dumpster. I'm just randomly mixing them together here. You got 26 possibilities for the first, 26 possibilities for the last. You could be the Atomic Cornhole. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, send me a message, and next episode, I'll let you know what your villain name is. Give you a shout-out from Fat Guy Loves Cake from Joey Valentine. You'll be the envy of all your friends. So I've decided to add a new little twist to the show, and I'm going to see how it works out because I'm going to be totally ad-libbing it. But I've got thousands and thousands of Dear Abby questions, and I'm going to wing it. Off the cuff, I am going to answer the questions that actual people have sent into Dear Abby, but with my own answers. If you do not know what Dear Abby is, it's a long-time-running column in newspapers. It's called Dear Abby, but it's always done by an anonymous person. There is no Abby 
and people can write in. I mean, back in the days before the internet existed, you could write into the newspaper and you could say, dear Abby, I have this problem or whatever. And then they would print the, uh, the response to it. And, and it was uh, very helpful to a lot of people. And so I thought maybe I'd, (laughs) maybe I'd give it a little Joey Valentine twist on uh, on some questions, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to just improvise and start at the very top here. Instead of dear Abby, it's gonna be dear Joey. So let's get started. Dear Joey, please settle a disagreement for us. Is a butter knife used to put your butter on your plate or to spread the butter on your bread? Signed, etiquette challenged. Well, dear etiquette challenged. I promise you there are bigger fucking things to worry about in this world than your goddamn butter knife. And what kind of marriage do you have where you're actually sitting around talking about this, then taking the time to write into someone to ask them for an answer? There are so many fucking things you could be asking me, but you want to know about buttered bread? When was the last time you had sex, Etiquette Challenged? It shouldn't be called Etiquette Challenged. It should be called Penis Challenged. You make me sick. Dear Joey, my <laughs> Off to a good start here. Dear Joey, my sister-in-law is in the process of losing weight. We're all very proud of her. Of course, this is going to be a weight question. should have known I'd get one quick. The problem is, whenever we are around her, she goes on and on about what she did or did not eat that day. She also gives us disapproving looks or makes unwelcome comments about what we are eating. We have tried to gently change the subject, but it always goes back to food. Is there anything we can do or say to stop this without hurting her feelings? Signed, Hungry for Advice. Dear Hungry, no, there is nothing you can do to spare her feelings. In fact, you need to tell that fat fuck how you feel and put her in her fat fucking place. Now, I know a lot of heavy women think that they should walk around being proud of who they are, and they say things like, Oh, a real man doesn't have the tools to deal with a woman like me. But that's not true. I own a fork and a knife. And you cannot sit there and make other people uncomfortable because you have a problem with eating. I have a problem with eating. I don't go around talking about it. I make a podcast about it so that I can rant to other people about it. I don't need to make my family members uncomfortable. That's not fair. That's not fair to anyone. Wait a minute. Uh, You know, it's... (laughs) My followers just like got cut in half. (laughs) This is all satire, okay? I'm just joking, all right? I'm the fat fuck. Me, all right? If you want real advice on what you want to do around someone, okay, you want real advice? There's no way to say something like that without hurting people's feelings. It's the same thing as if you were to say, I think you're overweight. There's no nice way to say that. You can't be like, I say this with the nicest of intentions. It's kind of like when someone says, I don't mean to be racist, but you know they're about to say something racist. So if you try and tell someone something nice, like, say, listen, I'm not trying to sound mean. I'm serious. And you go, well, here comes something fucking mean. I think the world of you and you are so beautiful and you can look however you want, okay? But I care about your health, okay? It's your health. No, you don't care about their health. You care about that slovenly look. Big pair of pants falling down their hairy ass crack and the smell of onions coming out from under their armpits. And the fact that four portions equals one. I know. I live the life. If you want to, you know what, how I like to approach things like that. And I know that I, and anyone who knows me, I have no filter. 
And I would expect people to treat me the same way. If anyone ever says that they don't like something I do, or they think that I'm an asshole, or if they think that I'm not talented, I would love for them to tell me. I would never, ever, ever want someone to be like, man, your podcast is so funny. And then they go into another room and they're like, ah, you know, he's my friend. I got to be nice. You don't do that, man. I would never go see like a concert. And one of my friends was like a flautist. And then they were like, just stinking up the fucking stage. And then afterward be like, that was so good. I'd be like, you got to fucking work on that. Really? I you embarrassed yourself up there. Like, Let's get you some lessons or something so the next time you go up there, you know, people aren't fucking holding their ears because that was terrible. Now, you don't have to be mean about it, you know, and you wouldn't say it in front of other people. So just like with the hungry for advice thing with the fat person, you know, you take them aside and you go, look, I care about you, okay, Uh, but you are pretty heavy. Uh, I do legitimately care about your health, but you look like shit. You used to be so pretty and... You know, all you do is talk about food, but we're not seeing you lose any weight. So if you're going to talk about food, maybe we could see some progress. Otherwise, stop bringing it up because it's just kind of making everyone uncomfortable. Cool. And if they love you and respect you, then they will not be an asshole. I mean, every, they're going to be an asshole for like a day. And then they're going to get the fuck over, but it's going to stick in their head because you told them the truth. If you let a fat person get away with being fat and lying to their face for 10 fucking years, they're only going to get fatter. I have had several friends in my life who thought that they had the ability to sing. I know that I'm not that great of a singer. I know that I can sing, but I know I have my limitations. I know I can't try out for American Idol. All right, my mommy gave me enough attention. I am not going to tell my friends who can't sing that they can. I used to go to karaoke all the time, and I had good, good friends that would go there. And it was back in my heavy drinking days, so I don't see these cats as much anymore. Still friends on Facebook, just don't talk really. But they would get up there and they would sing. And it was terrible. They'd even enter contests. And they'd pick the longest fucking songs. This one guy, he was so bad. And he picked uh, Bohemian Rhapsody every time. That's like 11 fucking minutes long. If you know the song, which everyone does, it starts off with just vocals. And he'd get up there and I'm going to do my best imitation because it's going to have to really suck. But he, it'd be real quiet and you'd see the screen counting it off. So it's like one, two, three, four, and he's supposed to start singing, and he go, Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? And you were like, Oh, Jesus, we got ten and a half more minutes of this. And it was bad. And not once did I ever tell him that he was a good singer. In fact, when I had the opportunity to finally tell him what I thought, because he asked, I said, Please don't ever sing again. There's no hope for you. Please don't don't think about taking lessons. And if anyone tells you that you can sing, they're lying. They're a bunch of fucking liars and they don't care about you. I care about you. I care enough to let you know that you suck. Do the world a favor and don't sing. Find something else to do. Be a gardener. Take a field hockey. Play chess. Do something besides sing. Oh, and tell that fat person they're fat. Dear Joey, I work in an office with more than 30 employees. Two weeks ago, an envelope was sent around seeking our mandatory contributions to give gifts to the leader of the office to show our appreciation. I was always taught one never gifts up the chain of command. I show my appreciation each day by being a good employee. Am I wrong? Signed, blackmailed. I see your point, okay? 
Employers always take full advantage of their employees. You know, no one ever gets paid what they're worth. The idea of giving a gift to your boss because everyone else is, is absolutely asinine. And what's even worse is you are being blackmailed because if you are the one person that doesn't, they'll know. Because the person, the big loudmouth motherfucker who's going around collecting the gifts, he or she will make sure that they write down what gift came from whom. And when they find out there's one person that didn't give, that person will approach you and ask you why. Which really takes some balls, I gotta tell you. And you can say it, you can stand your ground, and you can say what is legitimately a great reason to not buy your boss a gift. I work for you. Shouldn't I be the one receiving gifts? The company that I work for is always kicking down to me. We get clothes with our company logo on it. We get gift cards to Amazon. We have insurance parks. Okay, they don't expect me to kick up to a corporation. So why the fuck should someone who makes more money than me be getting presents from 30 fucking people? No, he should be giving 30 gifts, even if it's just like a caramel apple. So you are blackmailed. Are you wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. But if you don't want to be that guy, you better kick up to your boss and stop being an asshole about it. You don't have to buy him. Buy him like a backhanded gift. Like, um, whenever I have to buy a gift for someone that I don't really like, but I don't want to be someone who came without a gift, I get him something like a roach motel or, uh, <laughs> or like some acne cream or some deodorant, something that's, you know, a gift and subtly implies something into the back of their head. Like you stinky or your appearance is terrible or buy your boss a case of slim fast and you can't lose. If your boss comes to you and says, well, that's a, that's a unique gift. Why did you get me slim fast? Do you think that I'm overweight? And you can say, no, you seem to be in such good shape. I figured you led a healthy lifestyle and I would just like to uh, help you keep it up. And he goes, oh, well, uh, okay. Well, thank you. Even though he's 300 fucking pounds and he sweats when he talks. Dear Joey, I work at a public library and live not far from where I work. A lot of people who use a library live in my apartment building, and I run into them often. These people never hesitate to stop me when I'm clearly off the clock to ask me a slew of library questions. I confess I'm a bit of a doormat, and I'm afraid to ask them to leave me alone. Is there a way to tell these people to quit harassing me when I'm not working? I'd feel so much better about myself if I learned how. Signed, The Answer Lady. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, Answer Lady, you've come to the right place. The key to this, these people that live in your apartment complex, you don't want them talking to you anymore. You're off the clock and you don't want to talk about work. Maybe sometimes you do, but every time you run into them, you don't. Well, the key to that, without having to be confrontational, without having to be aggressive, without having to have any kind of awkwardness, is you got to act like you're fucking nuts. They ask you about library questions, ask them about personal questions of their own. They say, hey, have you read that book? And you go, no, but I did pick up a great one about bondage. Have you ever had your nuts tied with a leather strap? It's fantastic. And they go, huh? <laughs> uh, and then they think, maybe he's joking, right? But you got to take it up a notch. They go, okay, well, anyway, there is one book that I've really, really been looking for, and it's never there, and I was hoping maybe you could. You know what? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, I have got the itchiest butthole 
And I, if I don't apply cream to it, man, it is just, uh, I'm sitting here and I want to just jam my finger up in it. And uh, I, I want to hear your question, but, you know, <laughs> and, you know, or you can get creative, you know, talk to yourself a lot, kind of twitch your head to the side. When you get home and you're making your way from your car to your door, <laughs> Gene Hackman, kick your ass. <laughs> And if one of them has the balls to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> be like, they're fucking after me. And then run inside of your apartment, slam the door, lock it really loudly. And then start like whooping like a native American. And they're like, oh, for like a half an hour. Then turn wheel of fortune all the way up on the TV. Um, till it's over. Then make the apartment dead fucking silent. I promise you the answer lady. They're never going to talk to you again. Well, that's my edition of Dear Joey for the week or this episode or maybe more to come. I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with these questions. I hope you guys liked it. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. It's Monday. Yay. Yay. Astros. I can't wait to go and shove it in the face of everyone I work with. Stupid Cardinals fans. Hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you had a great weekend and I hope you have a great week. Remember to hug your children, kiss your kitty cats. And Patrick Swayze told you once, he told you twice. I'm telling you again, please be nice. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to fucking rhyme. Everybody have a great week. I'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah.